0: This is the right guys podcast where we say the GOP just stabbed you in the back again. And now, your host, Josh Amberley. Hi, gang, welcome back to another one. This is the right guys podcast. I am Josh and I am rocking it out solo right now until Max gets back. He got caught up with a few personal things, and as we all know, life gets crazy, and we're back at it. So, it's Friday. Max texted me last night and he's like, dude, I want to come out swinging. He really wants to come out swinging. And he did. I mean, we're having conversations and we're having to talk about the shows. We're getting ready to move forward. He he just feels absolutely betrayed by the GOP and the, what looks like complete mess of the uh, Speaker of the House voting. Uh, You know, to kind of put it in perspective, the staying starts the mat, gets having no confidence in the last guy that was there. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. And uh, gets him kicked out, gets a whole bunch of dims on his side. And then we have a vacancy that's being filled in by the pro temp right now. And we thought Scalise was probably going to come forward and win it. Um, he drops out. Next thing we know, Jim Jordan's in in a secret vote. They kind of figure out what they want to do with it. And here we are, Jim Jordan it's the nomination for three separate occasions and he is o and 3 so it's kind of just dizzying i mean it's you've got the republicans who have just won the house who have the opportunity to fill the third most important position in us politics with their person and not only that it controls the agenda it controls what gets Brought up floor votes i mean the gop would be in charge of a lot of stuff and here they are just flittering it away i'm really blown away by it i mean there's only x amount of days that you have to complete what you want to do during a, a congressional cycle and um, that's max right now Text me i'm gonna let him know that we're on there but you've only got some days to get your your agenda done, you know, a number of days, and already we're we're at like 19 or 20 days now without anything being brought up to the floor without a vote, and it's just it's mind-boggling. I mean, how, I put my 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 faith into these people when you vote for them to get stuff done, and there's just so much politicking. I mean, I, I oh, it's just driving me crazy, and uh, I'm just I'm just blown away by it. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's weak. I mean, it's, it's, it's disgusting. I'm really blown blown away by it. What really bugs me about the whole thing is that 25 Republicans voted against Jordan. 25. Who were those 25 people? That have voted against Jordan, you know, right? And Jim Jordan's a strong candidate. I mean, he 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 checked all the boxes. He's been a staunch GOP. He's been staunch in everything he's done, and I just don't understand why they wouldn't want him in there, unless there's so much backdoor stuff going on right now that it just doesn't make sense to have him in there. But it, I don't understand the GOP. They seem just not just lost it's almost like it's a reckoning. It's like they're trying to get back at all their political enemies inside of the, their own party, you know? And it's, it's not something I thought I would ever see. We, I mean, we've never had a a vote to remove the speaker of the house and, you know, Republicans get the first one. Congratulations on that. That's a new record. And now they can't fill the office. It's just weak. And You don't think the political enemies are loving every moment of this. You don't think that they're just sitting back and salivating with every dumb move that they're playing right now because they are right. The Democrats are sitting there gleefully happy that there is no speaker of the house. That's being led by the GOP right now. I mean, they couldn't have asked for a better outcome in all of this. I mean, it, it does nothing but make, Liberal Democrats look good. That's what the GOP is doing. That's what they're accomplishing. They're giving you the other side. Because they can't get the crap together. I mean, it's, it blows me away. So Matt Gates has been slamming the swamp after the latest speaker vote. And that Jordan has been knifed. Meaning it sounds like he's been stabbed in the back a little bit. Especially by some of what he probably considered his allies. You know? What do allies look like in politics? I mean, there's the GOP just doesn't seem to be able to get together and figure out who's on whose side. How often have we, we had these conversations where they've all turned on themselves while the Democrat Party walks in lockstep? I mean, it's, it's crazy. There's never a unified party on the Republican side. There's just perma-Washington. And they get infiltrated by it. And it's just the. It feels bankrupt. I mean, it feels like there's nothing there. It just feels like it's just an empty shell. And it makes you wonder how long that party like that can operate before people start to really see it and want to either abandon it or completely transform it. It's not going to take long. People do it all the time. I mean, you can see how the world likes to change its mind. I wonder what politicians are like inside of. Inside of uh, the Washington circles, and just just don't know how to how to deal with all this. It's 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 been such a roller coaster, and then we still have all of the craziness going on around the world. Don't forget Israel. Don't forget Ukraine. Joe Biden w- gave a speech last night that left many with a bad taste in their mouth, and it's just it's an odd time to be in the world. You know, there's never really a time in my life where I was sitting there thinking that nuclear war might be something that I see happen. I grew up 80s, end of the 90s, 2000s. And even through all the 2000s, the war on terrorism, the 80s war on drugs, the 90s, whatever you want to call it. It never crossed my mind that there might be a nuclear bomb dropped on another country. The potential for that is real, because Israel feels surrounded. Our enemies feel emboldened. Terrorists are on the march. We need strong action from our leaders, and what we get is a bunch of really, really confused GOPers. Let's not use the word confused. Let's let's use them as kind of sinister, because if you plan to get work done as a party, you have to act as a party. And no one on the GOP side is acting as a party. They're acting as a bunch of spoiled kids trying to get their own ways and their own stuff. And I don't know what these deals look like when the doors are closed and people are trying to pick the next leaders or what promises get made or how dirty and ugly those promises look or how the smell, you know, the old, the old saying is don't, watch how the sausage gets made and we're seeing how the sausage gets made right now we're seeing that it's dirty we're seeing that it's confusing we're, we're seeing that it's uh it's it's what's the word for it knifing like people are stabbing him in the back there's a plenty of people out there like jim jordan just realized is not his friend or maybe even his ally because now if he's being stabbed in his back by his own party we will end up just Sticking with Patrick McHenry, the pro tempura, and, or tempore tempura is something different. Tempore is delicious. Tempura. The tempore is the temporary speaker. If they, they elect him, Max and I discussed last night how this guy only has a 47% conservative rating. That means then less than half the time he acts like a conservative. And that is what would be in charge of running the agenda in the house, right? The tie-breaking vote in all of this is Kamala Harris. So you've got a quasi-liberal speaker of the house and then a liberal vice president tie-breaking vote sitting there on any agenda that might come forward. And it's just, it's awful. I, I saw that thinking to myself, this is some of the weakest display of politicking from the GOP I have ever seen in a long, long time oh look look who just joined the show max how you doing today buddy
1: apologies 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 i was at my son's parent teacher conference he's in kindergarten and it was slated to run 15 minutes um to start at 2 15 so i like, oh, i'll be back it's 15 minutes away i'll be fine yeah yeah, um, sure. you get to talking you get to seeing you know, the artwork and stuff and i look down at at my phone i'm like oh, oh it's 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 three o'clock Run. <laughs> I'm late. I'm uh, late. So I apologize. I apologize. Uh,
0: it's all good, man. I was just going on a, a monologue diatribe about how weak the GOP oh. looks these days. It's oh, just good. not bad, Max. Earlier I was mentioning that the Democrats are just salivating at this. They love to see this kind of, of confusion in the party, right? A party who's only got X number of days to get an agenda done while you yeah. have the speaker of the house ship, and we are out 21 of those already. Twenty-one of those days, and we're probably another twenty away. Yeah, that's that's a stat that blows my mind. And the GOP just looks not confused. They almost look like they're not all on the same team.
1: Oh, oh, they're absolutely not. And I'm going to switch our sides just because my OCD is getting to me.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, screwing with you, right? <laughs> uh,
1: But you're you're absolutely right. Um, Kevin McCarthy was removed as Speaker of the House because he violated the agreement that was made to get the votes to make him speaker of the house he didn't vote on individual spending bills and he wanted to push through an omnibus which was the biggest promise we're not going to do this we're not going to go until the 11th hour and say okay you either vote for something you hate or we shut down the government no the deal was we're going to fund each part of the government individually have those debates pass that and push it through but the uniparty Republican establishment types. They don't want to do that. They would much rather cut those deals with Democrats to get what both establishments want that actually have to govern conservatively. Mm-hmm. And when Jim Jordan was first named, we were on the show talking, he wasn't our first choice. Yeah. And like he, he has very strong conservative credentials, but he had to make a lot of compromises to get uh, the committee assignments that he got under McCarthy. And so he wasn't our first choice. But to see how even Republicans were slandering him and and establishment Republicans were saying things like, oh, we we can't vote for him because he still hasn't said the 2020 election wasn't stolen. He hasn't said that Joe Biden is legitimate. Like, oh, he's too Uh, pro-life. I'm looking at this and and I'm wondering, well, every other Republican speaker has said that they're pro-life. Is that just all bullshit? Mhm. Right? Every other Republican speaker had the same pro-life position as Jim Jordan. were they allowed to sit in the seat? To hold yeah. the gavel because oh, everyone knew that it was real? Mm-hmm. And they were just saying what they had to say? Is Jim's Jordan's problem that he actually
0: you broke up there. Oh, sorry. He actually meant it? That he actually it, meant it? Is, yeah, that, it, it, meant it?
1: is yeah. that is that his problem that he cuz when you look at it, it's not all that different, right? You you look at Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi was all in in 2016 saying that Donald Trump stole the election. No one ever said that she was unfit to be Speaker of the House sure. for that.
0: Remember no when one. she took this president's speech and tore yep. it up? I mean, that should have been enough to at least make calls for her to apologize, but there was nothing that ever came out of her her, her side that even dealt with that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and she's taken some radical positions on things and she has brought radical stuff to the floor. And when I vote for a party to give them power, I want them to put the agenda on the floor and I want it vote voted on at least. Right. So we can yeah. send it to the Senate and move on. That's not even happening now. It's the greatest delay of the conservative agenda that I've ever seen. At least when the the conservative party has been in quote unquote control, which they're not, this shows you that the GOP does not have control over their own party. And if they can't control their own party, how are they how are they get run office for anything else? They won't stick to their yeah. guns on stuff. It just shows you that they're willing to to go for the current cause, right? The perma Washington, and just and they're comfortable in that. Yeah, so no. they, they 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 lie no. and just say this is how we stand, but it's not. You know where do they, where do you sit before you tell me where do you stand? And now we know.
1: We we hundred percent know now. Um, this deal that they were trying to work out with Patrick McHenry, the yeah. the the speaker pro tem, yeah. to basically bypass the Constitution and not actually name a speaker, but to name him as like an interim speaker who would have some yeah. of the powers through January. Have you looked into this guy at all? Like that—that was the solution. Well, that was apparently the solution. There are different organizations that have graded mm-hmm. Republicans on how they vote and how conservative that they voted. And I forget the exact organization, but when they graded Patrick McHenry, I go ahead and put him on the screen just for everyone who doesn't know what he looks like. This is the guy, Patrick McHenry. He's he's not the speaker, but he's the guy who often will go up there, gavel in, gavel out, do a lot of the um the technical stuff that needs to be said. Um, he is not a conservative. Mm-hmm. Conservative organizations graded him at a 45% in terms of how conservative he was. There were some Democrats that scored higher than him in terms of conservative voting, what they voted for. Now, a lot of that is that when bills come to the floor that are Republican bills, and if a Democrat votes for it, that counts as a conservative vote. They might not be truly conservative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in terms of just their voting record... There are Democrats who vote more conservatively than this guy. And this is apparently one of the solutions, since it's supposedly unfathomable to have Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. Make a, a practical a, someone's practically a
0: Democrat speaker. Like Who's coming up with these ideas? you know who's like this is gonna be a great yeah let's put it in there yeah i mentioned at the start of the show that you, you know you he had a really crappy rating i said 47 percent, but 45 percent. yes even it's, more. it's
1: 45 46 47 somewhere around there like,
0: well, why you know what what i did learn is that the pro tim uh Timpura, um, i almost said tempura again because i love uh fried cheese or at least fried asian food um <laughs> he can't hold the office of president like if um something were to happen to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris dies. He, he doesn't have that power or authority. No. So he, he that, that I didn't realize I, I said the other day, and I'm just correcting myself that this is a person that would be third line for presidency. It's not until he would actually be voted on. So yeah, that, no, he, he, would have, he would have, he would have
1: to be completely voted on. Um, yeah. In order for that to happen. But it's just, it's insane that <sighs> it, it's, it's a common saying, but like, with Republicans like these, who needs Democrats, Josh? Yeah. Who needs Democrats?
0: Matt Gates comes out and he says the swamp has just knifed Jim Jordan an hour. Yeah. So there's some sort of backroom stuff that's mm-hmm. going on that do they feel like he's too good of a candidate? Is he too conservative for a party that's supposed to be conservative? Or does someone else just want the power? You know, is this just a power play on somebody in the the inside who's been made promises that or they're just trying to make a play? Because I don't know who else like jumps in here now. Scalise dropped out mysteriously. I mean, did, did he ever really say why he dropped out?
1: He dropped out because he saw that he didn't have the support and he didn't want to make it dramatic. I just I'm I'm just I'm so pissed off that when those eight or however many it was originally didn't want to support mccarthy and dragged it through 15 ballots Mm -hmm. for speaker of the house to get the concessions that the conservative movement has been demanding for years right promises from the speaker of the house and the ability to remove this to call for a removal vote if the speaker violates those promises that's what they that's what they got and they got conservatives unlike the the rules committee and important influential influential positions within the different committees assignments. All these were perfectly legitimate. And for it to go fifteen ballots before the establishment caved was shocking. But all the people that just knifed Jim Jordan in the back were the ones saying that it was treasonous for Republicans to deny The majority of their party, the consensus candidate, deny that candidate the speakership. When it when we when it was against McCarthy, they said it was treasonous to hold it up and force it to go 15 ballots. Now they are gleefully putting the shoe on the other foot. They are gleefully doing the exact same thing. And they don't even care that it's completely hypocritical. Mm -hmm. I I saw who was the guy who was bowling. Do we have that video? See if, let me see. If I can get it. Um, the guy
0: that was bowling. Uh oof, I was just looking at the list of the first ballot. Knows
1: one of one of the, the Vern Buchanan. Vern Buchanan. He's been one of the well, most outspoken opponents to Jim Jordan. And yesterday, he he went out of his way to basically say Jim Jordan will never be. Speaker of the House, yada yada yada. Later yeah. in the night, he's seen bowling, doing this Twinkle Toes celebration at the White House. The White House has, bo- has two—I think one or two—lanes, a full-length bowling alley yeah. underneath yeah. the White House. He's there bowling, and now everyone's like, "Oh, oh, can't he socialize with the other party? Can't? Why is that a problem?" This is a guy who, other than this, was a no-name when it comes to like national politics in Florida. He might be influential, but he wasn't anywhere near a or B tier when it comes to Republicans who have actual power in the caucus to be celebrating at the white house. When he's thrust into this national conversation for opposing Jim Jordan, he was invited to the white house, Josh, who, who there's only one person Who's allowed to invite people to the White House.
0: That would be the president of the United States. That would be Joe Biden. The ultimate liberal Democrat.
1: So and when you see. When you see a Republican. Stabbing. Jim Jordan in the back. Refusing to go along. Digging in their feet. Saying that they'll never vote for him. Without a real legitimate reason for it. Mm-hmm. To then. To then get invited to the White House, presumably by Joe Biden or someone on his team. And then while the rest of the party is, is huddling and meeting to try and figure out what to do, the video leaks of him dancing after getting a strike or a spare, whatever he got, in the White House at the bowling alley. It just shows this is not the Republican Party.
0: They're celebrating with the other team, Max. They were celebrating the victory dance with the other team. That means they accomplished what they wanted to do. That's why he's out bowling. That's what you're dealing with. He actually voted for someone named um, Byron Donalds of Florida. That's I don't hate. I don't hate
1: think. him. I don't hate Byron Donalds.
0: Yeah, but he he was just going to make a point that he's not going to vote for for um Jordan, and then yeah. he's at the other side playing with the other team and celebrating, yeah. not playing celebrating with the other team. He's no. He's not a Republican. He he may be wearing the clothes, but he's not. He's not a Republican, at least he's not acting like the GOP. He's well, not acting like you in a uniparty.
1: After all this, Josh, I don't think I, I don't I don't feel like a Republican either. Right. Do you feel like a Republican? Is this something that that you want to be attached to?
0: No, it's, Honestly, it's, just... it's, it's a joke. Like this is an organization I worked with on a daily basis and we owned a company together. We'd be bankrupt because I wouldn't even want to be around these people. But we don't even want to be there. Right. Nobody would be doing the work for each other. And it scares me because I I either have to be part of the Republican Party because if we go third party, that just means the Democrats win every election from here until, you know, the Republican Party would be replaced. Yeah. But I feel more betrayed than I think Jim Jordan does because I'm waiting for them to do the things that I'm asking them to do. They're not doing it. Yeah. No, it, it
1: this isn't controversial. This isn't controversial. Secure the border.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The, balance like, the budget. We go, we, we, like, balance the budget. We can go down the list, right? What's what's painfully clear, and this has been clear for a while, we've played it. We won't play it again, but I'll harken back to that excellent Matt Gates speech that he gave mm-hmm. right before Kevin McCarthy was removed as speaker, talking about interest and saying how dare you establishment republicans criticize me for sending out fundraising emails to donors constituents to send 5 10 20 dollars to help my campaign when the whole reason we're in this mess is that you the establishment aren't beholden to your your constituents your donors you're beholden to the special interests and the lobbyists who control you like like a puppeteer at a carnival mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that has that's it Right. Vern Buchanan. A political nobody. He's on the House Ways and Means Committee. He's been in he's been in the House since 2008. Not a member of of like the the GOP leadership or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But. You look at him. He is not interested in serving his constituents. He won. I was just looking at it. I think he won with over 60% of the vote in his in the last election. He won with 62% of the vote against the Democrat. The Democrat only had 37.9% of the vote. Wow. This is a district that can pit, that would elect any Republican. And it has to be this guy. Mm-hmm. Right? It has to be this guy. Like, this isn't a flip disc district. This isn't a oh, we can go either way, razor's edge. This is the kind of district where you should have a real conservative, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not someone celebrating at the Democrat White House playing uh, bowling Bowling. while the rest of his party is trying to figure out how to get back to the to governing the country. And and it really falls into that, that he is more he seems more interested in making sure he'll still get invited to the cocktail parties and Mm -hmm. the soirees then he is concerned about what's going to happen to him the next time he gets back to his home district. And that's not a call for violence or threats yeah. there. there I, I I've heard that there have been some death threats. That's terrible. Don't don't, there's no, don't do no, no need game. for that. But when I was at, when I was writing for conservative daily, creating all of the campaigns the call to action campaigns, um, we had a very simple message, honor your oath, Faithfully represent the interest of your constituents or you will be removed from office. That's not a threat. It's a promise. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen a lot of these things get get, um, painted in the media as threats. Like, oh, people are threatening me. People are threatening me. The vast majority of these people are not threatening you. They are promising Mm -hmm. to remove you from office. They are promising to donate and volunteer for your next primary challenger. To ensure that you are removed from office. That's not a threat. It's a promise. And government functions the best. We've said this on the show before. Government functions the best when the people we have elected to represent us have at the very least a little bit of fear in the back of their head Mm -hmm. of their constituents. If people in power in Washington, D.C. don't fear the people that they're supposed to be representing. Then they have no business being in that job if they think that they can do whatever they want and nothing bad will happen to them. Again, not saying tar or feather or anything like that, but that they can stray from the path, stray from their constituents, actual desires and vote with Democrats. They they have to have another thing coming to them. They have to.
0: Can you remember the last time the Democratic Party sided with the Republicans on a vote that wasn't some sort of national tragedy or an emergency, or anything? Right? They don't even play. They don't play. They don't play well together. Can you name one? I can't. Right? Because it's been years, most likely. And the they're funding in lockstep. Bills,
1: like the funding bills, where where the Republicans say, "Okay, you fund the military, and we'll fund everything you want." Those yeah. kind of things get get a yeah. little bit of kumbaya.
0: Sure, but for the most part, they're in lockstep. There is no there's no deviating from it. If you do it, they, they, they kick you out of the party pretty quick and they make you an independent. And then you go to the independent vote and then you still end up yep. voting liberal. Right. We can't even get a group of five together that want to hang out most of the time. And now I've got to wonder if Scalise is in there and Jim Jordan isn't in there, who's going to be the next candidate. You know, they, they want to, maybe Henry the one they want to keep, but that's the dim choice, right? Yeah. Like who's making the call and who's going to be next. I mean, is, is, Nancy Pelosi influencing the outcome of the other side. I don't know if you're busy playing and hanging out with these people. And Max, the parties are where the real business of politics get done, right? Where they're yeah. hanging out, they're at the cocktails, they're, they're talking over drinks. That's where politics get done. It rarely happens inside of the actual chambers. and There's actually no debate. Somebody's saying to someone, this should happen. And the group gets together and boom, it's done. Yeah. So it just shows you where
1: the only way. Wearing. The only way to become Speaker of the House for the Republicans is to know that you have no intention on actually making good on the promises that you've made to the American people, to your constituents. An example, Paul Ryan. Paul Mm -hmm. Ryan ran for vice president with Mitt Romney, right? Mm -hmm. You'll remember that Mitt Romney, when he was running for president, wanted to build a border fence on every single inch of the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm-hmm. When he got into the Senate, he was one of those ones against the border wall. Funny how that works.
0: Paul yes, Ryan,
1: really. Paul Ryan, did everything he could behind the scenes to try and sabotage Trump after the Access Hollywood tape leaked and everything. Yeah, calling on Trump to resign. They were they would much rather have have had a Republican House with a Democrat president mm-hmm. than have to work hand in hand with Donald Trump and actually do the things that the Republican Party has promised to do, right? These people, the Republican Party, and, and this has been since the Tea Party and beyond, right? You probably have to go back to Newt Gingrich to find a Republican Speaker of the House who actually mm-hmm. promised to do something and worked his ass off to get it done, right? Yeah, With Paul Ryan, he literally— wanted hillary clinton to be president he wanted donald trump to pull out of the race because um he said on a on a on a recording he likes handsy with women yeah right that that because of that we should have four more years of a democrat presidency and four years of a republican house that accomplishes nothing nothing they would rather be able to fundraise on promises than ever have to actually deliver on them. So when Paul Ryan was was running, one of the things he promised was national concealed carry reciprocity. Oh, yeah. That that was a promise he made on the campaign trail as vice president when he was running for Congress, and when he was getting into the uh, speaker the speaker's position. He was promising we will get nationwide concealed carry reciprocity. When the time finally came for that, Paul Ryan refused to allow the concealed carry reciprocity act to reach the floor of the House unless it was combined with Fix nicks. That was the that was the gun control law in response to the Sutherland uh, Sutherland yeah. Springs shooting, um, where the 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 criminal fell through cracks in the background check system. So Nix was designed to fix those loopholes, fill those cracks so that people can't buy guns if they're not allowed to because just they don't happen to be in a database. Mm-hmm. So that was the deal. We'll get nationwide concealed carry reciprocity, and in exchange, we'll fix some loopholes, fill in some cracks, and fix Nix. Right before it actually came time to vote on the bill, Paul Ryan stripped the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act from the package. Mm. Just put through Nix. the Senate promptly passed Nix into law. Yeah, and that's all we got. That's all we got. <laughs> we could have put pressure on the Senate to say, hey, "Yeah, we'll fix. We'll fix." background checks. But in exchange, you need to recognize that the people who pass background checks and people who pass background checks more than some law enforcement officers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The people who have passed them are trustworthy enough to exercise their concealed carry rights across state lines. Mm -hmm. That's the bargain. That's the deal. Paul Ryan said, no, Um, he didn't think it would pass. And it fixed next was too important to let it die fighting over an issue like that. So that's something where you literally had a speaker of the house promise something for years, being in a position to get it across the finish line and deliberately undermine his own promise. And at that point I'm out.
0: Well, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like they. every time they run, they tell us how conservative they are mm-hmm. and we fall for it every time. And they get primaried in wherever they're at. To win their primaries and they move on. When are we going to start actually electing conservatives to the Republican party? If that, if the Republican party is the party of conservatives and that's my big question now, is the Republican party, Republican party, the party of conservatism.
1: If, if, the I have to say party, no. if the Republican party stays like this, they're going to go the way of the Whigs. and they're going yeah. to cease to be a national party. You bet. Or and they're you, going to go the way of the anti-federalists. And cease to be a party. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When when George Washington was in office, there was it was in the, the White House. There was technically no parties in Congress. Mm-hmm. It was nonpartisan. But people knew there was the federalist, anti-federalist. Mm-hmm. Right. When the anti-federalist lost. There was major arguments in, in terms of like constitutional ratifications, things like that. They ceased to exist. And there was a period of time where there were only federalists. So there are federalists and people who didn't have a party.
0: Party, yeah. And, and, and generally, you, you have a tendency to win elections when your party sticks together. Because you're all on the same page. You're all saying the same thing. You're all doing the things that you're actually prompt. The thing is, the Democrats do what they promise to do. They they, they, they take away gun rights, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they start um, giving special treatment to all kinds of other groups. You know, they start going after envi- environmental causes. They actually stick to their guns which yeah. shows you that at least I don't agree with it, but they, they stick to their principles and it's easy to vote for somebody when you stick to your principles, because you're going to get the results you want. We don't get results when we vote, vote Republican anymore. No, We don't see anything. We don't get anything. We don't get the, the, the return on the, the power investment that we give these people. And I can't stress it, it up.
1: They don't want to do these things, Right. They campaign on border security, but when they reach Washington, D.C., they go the way of all the special interests. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, no, well, actually, we need illegal aliens to do all the the work in this country, which is false. It is false. There is not a single occupation tracked by the Department of Labor where illegal aliens make up the majority of the workers and of all and of the very few occupations where Immigrants, legal and illegal, make up a majority of the workers. There are more than enough Americans looking for those jobs, seeking those jobs, to replace the illegal aliens that hold them. That's a fact. That is a verifiable fact. But no. No. They uh, they campaign and promise to represent our interests. But the minute they get to Washington, D.C., they, rep- they start representing the Chamber of Commerce's interests and these other interest groups that are completely not aligned with conservative uh, thinking at all, at all.
0: I mean, I didn't leave the Republican party. They left me. There's just nothing left for me here now. But
1: but the problem is this country is not designed to have a three party, uh, a third party system.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: Our elections are, are what's called first past the post meaning the first person to get 50% plus one or the majority of the election of the votes, right. Becomes the winner. This isn't like a parliamentary system like you have in the UK where you could have a couple of towns or, or districts elect a libertarian and you'd have a parliament. You have to build a coalition in parliament to, to rule. No, this there's only been a couple of libertarians ever to reach prominent um office there was what's his name in new mexico and there was uh there was the, there was the guy in minnesota the the wrestler
0: ventura yeah Jesse
1: yeah he ventura. got
0: yeah he, he went independent and won but <clears throat> he got the governor and stopped i mean yeah i thought he tried to run for president and it just kind of yeah did not go over well I, I don't know what to do about this, Max, because this is the party that I've been fighting for. This is the party I've been telling people to vote for. This is the party I've been donating to. This is the party that has made promises to me, right? And none of those things have happened. I, I haven't got... If it wasn't for the Supreme Court making rulings, there wouldn't be laws to help protect my gun rights. They're just not doing the job. They're not... They're not... They're not doing what they're promising, and it... it it's infuriating because I can't move anywhere else without losing what I want, right? There's no other place for me to go now, right? Yeah. There's no other conservative party out there. I either have to go to the semi-liberal Republican Party or the super-liberal Democrat Party. So I only get one outcome with my vote. Why would people even want to vote then? People would stay home. The only thing that that motivates them right now is Donald Trump and, and the things that he's saying because he was one of the few guys that actually did what he said he was going to do. Otherwise, all we get is a bunch of lip service. I mean, I can't remember the last time that most politicians have done what they said they're going to do besides Donald Trump. That's going to drive people crazy.
1: Yeah. My favorite bedtime story is this. Cantor loses. Eric Cantor was the House. I believe he was the House majority leader at the time. He wasn't the Speaker House majority leader. He was in the leadership. And he was supposed to win big, double digits, right? There starts getting to be some rumblings that he wants to start cutting some deals with Democrats, Mm -hmm. especially on things like immigration. There was a big immigration bill that was making its way through Congress. If you remember the amnesty bill, the Gang of Eight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cantor starts having these meetings and promising that we're going to push these bills through. We're going to come up with a compromise. And if you study the history of Republican immigration bills, compromise is the worst word to use. Compromise implies that you give something, you get something. And whenever Republicans give up something, they give Democrats everything they want, and they get nothing in return. Well, he made this promise. He started making these promises right before his own primary. And no one thought he was going to lose, but David Bratt, Ran a great campaign against him, made mm. it local, rallied the troops, and he was removed. He lost huge. Um, he lost. Uh, uh, he lost fifty-five to forty-four mm. with ninety-eight uh, when ninety-eight percent of the precincts were reporting. So he lost by more than ten percent. Wow! And his opponent, Brat, only had a hundred thousand dollars to spend on the race. So it was like this crazy Whoa. thing where. And, and we saw AOC too. AOC mm, yeah. defeated uh what was his name? Um I for, uh not not Randall. Who did AOC defeat?
0: I can't remember it was so long ago. But yeah, he 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 had been in an uh in, in staunch in that that position for Joseph Crowley. Many many years and yeah. a, she just comes out of nowhere with like this yeah. campaign with no money and boom, yeah. pretty face gets elected.
1: Joseph Crowley was being groomed to be Nancy Pelosi's replacement. Similar um. to how canter eric canter was being groomed to like replace like the john Boehner types and he was being groomed for leadership it can happen you can remove these people from office there's still time to do that right it's not over yeah the elections next year there will be a primary it's up to us to do the hard work on the ground Mm -hmm. right and realize that we're going to be up against a real juggernaut, a oh, real yeah. juggernaut of oh, the, yeah. the, the, the RNC, who is going to pump millions into these races, not to keep them red, but to make sure that the the rhinos who aren't really conservatives, they keep their power. Right. Yeah. So make no mistake. The fight for the speakership isn't just the fight for what bills are going to make it into Congress. The fight over the speakership is also a fight over how that money is going to be spent especially when it comes to uh, house races. Mm-hmm. So we can do this. We, we can remove these people. Just, ch- just talked about two examples. Cantor and Crowley. Mm-hmm. In their party's respective leadership positions, removed in shocking primary defeats. We can do it, but we have to actually do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> the problem is so many people get really fired up about something, and then they see, oh, it's it's primary election day. Oh, I won't go. Uh, yeah. It's not going to make a difference. I live in a red district. Does it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the same people get elected over and over and over again. And then when it comes November, you look at the ballot and say, well, I have two real options. I can either vote for the Republican I despise or the Democrat I despise even more. more of right? course they're going to vote for the Republican,
0: Right. But you get the same coin on it. Do you know what shocks me is how many people I've talked to that are fairly young, where I say, "Hey, if you don't like somebody that's in office, primary them out." I get this blank look, like, "What's a primary?" Yeah, you you don't know how how this all works. You, you realize in order for people to get elected, they, you have to primary, which is miniature elections before that happens, right?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Colorado it's yeah. even more confusing because it's the caucus, yeah. It, it's the caucus process.
0: Yeah. You have like jungle primaries mm-hmm. and jungle votes, and you're just going for the mass people have two Democrat yeah. candidates going head to head, no matter what, you're getting a Democratic candidate, right? It, it it just blows my mind. And they have no idea how the primaries work, they have no idea how their local government works, they have no idea. Like, what happened to civics classes? What happened to educating the people rights on voting? You know what I mean? It, I don't care. In the '90s, we had a lot of it. Now, it was disappearing because that's when um, a whole bunch of the uh, political correctness stuff hit. But I remember getting deep lessons on how that stuff worked in high school. And I talked to kids now, and they're like, I've never taken a civics lesson in my life. I've never taken an economics class in my life. Yeah. I mean, just mind-blowing stuff. If if the people are ignorant of the way they change things through politics, only the poli- you will have an aristocracy. Only the politicians will be in charge, because the people don't realize the power that they wield. They're just willing to give it away. They they don't know what they sit on and what they have, Max. And yeah. it, it it's it's meant to weaken us and empower them when it should be just the opposite, right? It those primaries empower us, but no one does anything about it. How many people in your local area actually get behind the candidate and say this person is going to be great because they don't they run a business and they don't want to be canceled or. Yeah. They don't want to deal with it, right? And that's what the cancel culture does, is it's weaponized. Don't get involved with politics. And I always hear that, I don't want to talk politics. Well, politics is what drives our whole world. Yeah, Everything, every tax dollar we have, everything that you do, every right that you have, walking down the street, cars that you drive, all of it, all come down. and it it There's two two schools of thought.
1: First school of thought is that It's going to be too hard to educate people who don't care to suddenly start caring and rely on them to be the change agents that we need, right? In terms of what would theoretically be easier, it seems like it would be easier to find the people who are already relatively civically engaged, already conservative, to actually vote on them and educate them why the vote matters. But the flip side of that is when you look at something like Donald Trump's 20 engaged, he spoke to them about their real problems, not, not sitting at a podium and reading a speech written by someone else who's taking their mm-hmm. taking their instructions from the interest groups, the lobbyists, whatever. He, he was sitting there, and he would say things like, if, if the price of gas ever gets too high, I'm going to pick up the phone, and I'm going to call Saudi Arabia. And I'm going to say, you better lower, lower that effing price. I remember I was at CPAC when he gave that speech, Trump did, about how he how he would get gas lowered. And it was at a time when gas was really high. Mm-hmm. And the room erupted in applause because it was what everyone was thinking. But all of the other Republicans go on stage and say, oh, well, the president doesn't have a lot of control over gas prices. Gas prices are are controlled by the free market. I support the free market, and I believe that uh, free market forces should be able to decide. That was always the the line, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And Trump comes in like a bull in a China shop and says, I'm going to call up the Saudi Arabian royal family, and I'm going to say, if you don't start producing more gasoline right now, I'm cutting off U.S. military aid Saudi Arabia, and you can figure out how to defeat Iran on your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, j- just look at what happened over this weekend. I was crunching the numbers, Josh. Biden was supposed to meet with the the leadership from Egypt, Egypt. leadership from Jordan, Jordan yeah. and the leadership from the Palestinian Authority. Correct. I, be- I believe Egypt in the last since Joe Biden has occupied the Oval Office. I believe we've given Egypt something like 1.5 1.6 billion dollars and I think when you add up all foreign aid that's gone to Jordan, just since Joe Biden has been in office it's like 2.5 billion dollars.
0: keep saying those B words
1: after. I know so combined and then not, we, we covered this on the last show the hundreds of millions that have gone to the Palestinian Authority and they're not even a state uh-uh. right? So all told, we're looking at, like, close to $5 billion that we've given to the countries that these three people are are supposed to represent. And they blew off Biden.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They blew him off. They blew him off, said, no, no, F this. We're not going to do it. And guess what? Nothing bad happens to them. Not only are they not going to lose a cent of foreign aid, but Biden went to Israel— And in front of the Israeli delegation, announced that even though the Palestinians gave him the finger and refused to show up, he's still going to give them $100 million.
0: What a joke. I mean, it's just not.
1: I'm all for carrots. I'm all for carrots, right? I'm I'm all for the Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, Mm. carrots can work. But you know what? Sometimes you have to beat the shit out of them with a stick. Or at least threatened to beat the hell out of them with a stick. Yeah. If the threat is never there and they know the threat will never happen and they know, and like Saudi Arabia knows that they can help finance 9-11 terrorism and their foreign aid doesn't decrease a cent, right? We're at least, let's be honest. We're buying these countries. We're spending a, a, our future generations wealth and prosperity we're 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 paying interest on it right to buy these countries to expand the u.s sphere of influence and not only are we not even honest about that but we won't even like threaten them anymore if if they completely depart what's the point of spending billions of dollars to prop up a pro-america regime if they can spit in our face and give us the finger whenever they want and nothing bad happens to them, right? This this is the weak need Republicans and Democrats, right, that, that are the problem. That are the problem. Because remember, the Republicans control the House. All spending bills have to originate in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. The spending increases that have happened had to
0: originate in a Republican-controlled chamber. They the same them. one who, who promised that we would get a cap on spending. And they're still just cutting blank checks. Yeah. I mean, in, in what sphere of American influence do you think Joe Biden has ever had on anybody? He just doesn't, He, he oh. he's just an ATM.
1: Well, no, he, he is literally, instead of us buying them, they buy him. That's the difference, oh. right? So yeah. it, 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 he, he isn't, he's not the one with a gravitational field, right? Mm-hmm. He's not the planet with the moon circling around him. He's the moon circling the other planets, right? It, it's, It's a little flipped when it comes to that family,
0: and it shows. It shows. Imagine walking, being in front of the Israeli delegation, seeing their faces, and he's like, "We're going to give them another hundred million (laughs) dollars." How many? How much resources and raw materials could they buy for a hundred million dollars to wage war? Yeah, they they pay these people pennies. They they buy junk. I mean, that much money could last decades, financing the war against Israel, and. It's shocking how dug in the Palestinians are and how much effort and money they've been given to, to be in the position they're in right now. where did they get all that money, Max? It's all from us. I, I, all those materials, i, I I've all never, from
1: us. Yeah, I've never heard, uh, I, I, in all of my studies of U.S. history, if someone knows of a situation like this, tell me. I've never heard of a foreign leader giving the president of the United States the finger, saying, F you, I'm not going to meet with you, canceling last minute, making him look like a fool, even though he is a fool. I've never seen something like that happen and the president still get up in front of the cameras and say he's going to give them $100 million. I, I, I just, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. In my life, I, I can't even believe it happened.
0: I don't even think the the Viet Cong even influenced it. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of any, any instance. The Vietnam War is the only one I think that would would might be close to that, but it's not ringing any bells. I'd have to start but going like, to the history books like, again. But yeah, like
1: like the South the South it's like Vietnam. in space. South Vietnam like never said f you, White House f you. You yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. Even yeah. when we even when we like separated on policies. It was never like, well, go F yourself. We want nothing to do with you.
0: And it just shows you how weak Joe Biden is. He has no political capital around the world. He, he has wasted the strength of the United States. Just just flittered it all away. We look like a paper tiger because of, of that man, right?
1: Did you see and, his speech last night? Uh, it's okay I've if you
0: did I did. I have parts <laughs> of it. I had it on at some point when I turned it up started yelling and I turned it off.
1: I particularly liked when he described the terrible atrocities in Israel and then Mm -hmm. said, that's why we need to send money to Ukraine. I like, I like that rationale that, um, that we, 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 we have to help Israel. And that means we also have to help Ukraine because why not? Right. Why not? And the Republicans, you know, that they're sitting there, doing their best Nancy Pelosi impression, clapping like a seal, like she used to do, Mm -hmm. in the State of the Mm -hmm. Union addresses. It just, it it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like we have representation anymore. We had Donald Trump, and at every turn, at every step of the way, the Republican Party tried to just completely destroy him, screw him over. Yeah. To this day. Like look, look at the stage for these debates. In order to make it on the debate stage, you have to promise that you'll support the candidate no matter what in November. So all of those people on the debate stage have made that promise. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie's one of them. But what does he say? He says I'm not going to vote for Trump. Trump, Trump's a criminal. And no, no, no. So the RNC is keeping Trump off the stage because he won't make a pledge that the people on the stage
0: are flagrantly violating mm-hmm. while they're on the stage. It just shows <laughs> you they don't want him to be the head of the party, but no. he, he's the only one that's going to be able to get the vote. They know he's going to win it. Yeah. I mean, it, this is the craziest crazy town I think I've ever lived in. It's Max. It, there's nobody there with my interests anymore. And when the yeah. swamp saw him roll through and make promises that he would get rid of it, I mean, it was a war. It was on from day one. And everybody that went up against him, you kind of realize they were all swamp monsters.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, and did he drain the swamp? Yeah. The, the water level in the swamp was draining. Right. And then, boom, there's an election where, that we can't claim was stolen.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you can't make claims about it because, you know, it was the safest election in all of history. And then we have to accept the line. I'm sure YouTube loves hearing that right now. But it wants, no, he it, made no, they,
1: they've actually they've actually walked that back. Now that nothing can be done about it, their terms of service actually allow you to question elections again as we go yeah. into the next election they're gonna they're gonna tamp down that yeah. and then once everything's certified and it's it's unchangeable, then they'll loosen it again it's it's hundred percent election interference um I just we, we always knew that the Republican party cared more about about holding power than actually fulfilling their promises and that they'd rather lose the ability to affect change if it meant they kept the reins of power in their hands. But I actually felt like this time when I saw that it was it was lining up for Jim Jordan for, for as for whatever faults he has, right? No one has ever said that Jim Jordan doesn't actually mean what he says. I had and no one, and and for all, uh, as much as we wish that investigations that he had headed up had had borne more fruit and had um and had accomplished more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no one else, in in consideration for the speakership, would ever have uh like investigate Hillary Clinton's emails or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. gone after Hunter Biden. You know what I mean? Like it it, it would never even be feasible to them. So I, I saw that. I was like, you know what? This might be the first time in again since Newt Gingrich that we actually have a a Speaker of the House who will do what they say they're going to do, and accept the consequences if they don't. And uh, it was just stolen from us, stolen from us by twenty some odd Republicans mm. who are doing the same thing that when it happened a few months ago, or uh, how, how how far? Uh, yeah, a couple months ago, yeah. they called that. Like treason. Call that them traitors. Now it's okay. I know you have to run, so I don't want to keep you too long. I was yeah, late.
0: I, I just want to say, um, I had hope that Jim Jordan would actually be voted in because I, I feel like he would actually get it done. And now I I've got there's no hope left on what's gonna happen for Speaker of the House, Max. I, I'm just waiting for the most liberal shoe to be put on and out it goes but yeah i do I've got to take off and this has just been
1: I'm, I'm waiting for i'm waiting for 10 republicans to side with democrats and elect a democrat that's what i'm waiting for
0: could happen imagine 20 people affecting the lives of hundreds of millions in the u.s and them thinking that they're they're better than everyone
1: else yeah no it, it really is shameful i do hope last thing i do hope that any guardrails that had been placed on jim jordan as conditions for him heading up the intelligence committee i hope that he decides to bust through those guardrails and start kicking ass and taking names because you know that he was probably given a list of things he's not allowed to touch after this i i'd say if i was him i'd say f that and i'd start i'd start going after everything if i was him I, I I do things like release the Epstein client list. Like I'd I start going that way. You're waiting on that like, one. Yeah. Yeah. I'd start going that route that the establishments of both parties don't want you to do. Well, we're out of time. Apologies. I was late earlier. Um, well, I try not to happen. It was my, my son's back, uh, parent-teacher conferences. But I appreciate everyone for listening. If you haven't already, please do subscribe. All those links are in the description. We're live on Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, Podbean. All those links in the description. We go live on uh, YouTube and Rumble. So do check that out. A bunch of other ways you can help support the show or me or Josh. Um, Those links are in the description. We go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. So tune in for that. And if you can't watch live, do subscribe to an audio version, set it to auto-download so that we can prove out those numbers as we get ready to bring on more advertisers. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire.
0: I'm Josh Hammerling.
1: Remember the fight to take back the country, and apparently the fight to take back the Republican Party is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. Have a good weekend.